All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome to this episode of Pre-PT Chat Live on January 31st. My name is Casey Coleman. I'm the co-founder of Pre-PT Grind and a physical therapist. And this is where we help students get into physical therapy school without wasting time, money, stress, anxiety, and everything in between. So if that's what you're looking for, you are in the right place. So TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Welcome to another pre-PT chat live. So happy to have you guys here. And as usual, like everywhere that you are watching, subscribe, especially if you're on YouTube watching live or on replay, hit that live button or sorry, hit that like button. We got 14 likes on the last Q&A session, which was crazy for YouTube. So definitely appreciate it. Hit that like button on YouTube. TikTok, welcome back to Pre-PT Chat Live, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. What's going on, guys? Uh, what we have going on in the very near future is our money in class training, um, free masterclass, free webinar. If you guys want to come, it is two, not Tuesday. It's 2-11, February 11th. That's Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. So if money is on your mind and you're like, I want to be a physical therapist, but I don't want to be in debt, but I want to make some money now, but I don't want to have to only be a PT tech, but I see other people making money online and I need to get going now or I'm interested in it, but I don't know where to start. All of this money stuff, all of these money questions that a lot of you have, we have answers to. So if you're interested in money or money is on your mind and student debt's on your mind, go to moneyinclasstraining.com and our next class will be Tuesday. Sorry, why do I keep saying Tuesday? Sunday. It'll be Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, and that is February 11th before the Super Bowl. So we've learned that everybody has a moneymaker in them. We just have to help you find it. And once you find it, then you can start making a bunch of money. So that's what we're going to be talking about on Sunday, February 11th. Let me make sure we're live on YouTube. We are live on YouTube. Perfect, perfect. All right, so what we got going on on this pre-PT chat live. Our main event is physical therapist versus physical therapist assistant. What is the difference? TikTok the other night, Instagram the other night, you guys had a ton of questions over the past few live streams on what the difference is between physical therapist and physical therapist assistant. So with our main topic for today, we're going to be breaking that all the way down. All right. So that's what we got going on. But first, but first, let's go into our topics for today. So first segment will be what's happening in physical therapy. Next segment, think like a physical therapist or are you smarter than a physical therapist? Then next segment, we'll be going over short updates on if there's any program or application updates. Then we'll be talking about the main event, which is physical therapist versus PTA or physical therapist assistant. Then we'll go into a Q&A session. All right. So that's what we got going on. So for section one or segment one, we got program, well, not program updates. We got physical therapy profession updates. So this is not really a new update or anything, but I just want to make sure that you guys are aware of what something called direct access is. Since you're going into this profession, you need to know what's going on in this profession. And when I was a physical therapist, or sorry, when I was a student physical therapist and pre-PT, I didn't really understand what all of this was. I had no idea what to even ask. I didn't even know what was going on. I just knew, oh, I need to get into physical therapy school. I need to get in. I just need to get in. And I wasn't even aware of what was going on in the profession. And if I was aware, that would make me more attractive to physical therapy schools because other pre-PTs 
did not know this information. So for those of you watching live or on replay, you can take this information, especially from the professional news segment of the show, and use it to stand out because other pre-PTs don't know this or don't even care to know this, all right? So basically, direct access, if you go to the APTA's website or just Google direct access, you'll find a bunch of articles. But I just want to break down what this really even means. So direct access is basically saying that patients, that patients, you guys have direct access to a physical therapist. You don't have to go through the hospital. You don't have to go through a nursing home. You don't have to go through a physician. You don't have to go through the government. You don't have to go through anything. If you want to walk into some physical therapy outpatient clinic office and pay cash, usually, I'm going to get to that in a second, you can just go see a physical therapist. It's no longer like I need a special prescription, like you need special prescriptions for prescription drugs to get a certain prescription drug where you need a doctor's prescription and a note from them. Physical therapy is no longer like that when it used to be only like that. Now patients can just go to you in your future practice or your future outpatient employer uh, in their clinic and be like, hey, I want to schedule a physical therapy visit and sign up for physical therapy. And they can. And they can. And that basically is what direct access is. It gives the patients the ability to just come to us first. Now, is that clear? Now we're going to break it down even more. We're going to break this down even more. Now, the thing is, just because patients have direct access to us, physical therapists and you guys, future physical therapists, does not mean patients will come to you. They don't have to come to you. Dang, is Instagram messed up? Dang it. I think Instagram's frozen. So just because we have direct access and patients can come to physical therapists directly does not mean that they have to. Because think about it like this. All other sectors of the economy and all other industries have direct access. Auto shops, beauty supply stores, beauticians, entertainment, concerts, the internet, all of this stuff has direct access. Clients, customers, patients can go directly to the source and buy from it. Just because the APTA here says, oh, we worked on direct access, doesn't really mean we're guaranteed anything. And that's where I think a lot of the problems with direct access came from when uh, we moved to a doctorate. And part of the reason we moved to a doctorate was to have this direct access. But in my opinion, a lot of this direct access brought direct entitlement. I'm going to say that again. A lot of this direct access, in my opinion, brought direct entitlement from physical therapists saying, oh, since patients can come, they should come. But there is competition in business. There is competition in the world. And we need to win over the patients, the customers, the clients, if we want them to come to us and stay and keep our business. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Hope it makes sense. So when you guys are future physical therapists, whether you have your own practice or work for someone or whatever the thing is, I need you to understand that you still need to work and earn the patient as a customer to keep them. Yes, I know it's healthcare, blah, blah, blah. We need to help. I get it. I get it. But let's keep it real. You guys are here to get paid. 
as physical therapists and you don't get paid unless someone gives you money. Money comes from people, from patients, from customers, from clients. So we need to get those patients, customers, and clients and keep them and give them results. Okay. So that's direct access from my point of view. Now getting a little bit more into the weeds of this, there are some stipulations depending on the state for direct access. So many states have different little small details where like after 10 visits in some states, then you need a prescription from your doctor or just because someone has a direct access or someone has direct access for physical therapy does not mean every commercial insurance will pay for all of the appointments or any of the appointments for physical therapy. So then you have that insurance barrier as well. So keep in mind, there are stipulations, there are details, even though we legally federally have direct access where anyone can come see us without anything else. And I think that's empowering because now we're just like every other business out there and you can make as much money as a physical therapist if you have your own business or as little money as a physical therapist if you don't want to put in any work. That makes sense. Got a question from YouTube. We'll get to this. And they're asking, is only is being only a PTA worth it for the long run? Six below, we will get to your question very soon. Great question. Great question. Next segment of today's show, we are going into our game segment of the show called, Are You Smarter Than a Physical Therapist? So while I set it up, let's play some music and let's get this going. TikTok, if you guys are not on YouTube and you want to play Are You Smarter Than a Physical Purpose, hop on over to YouTube or maybe Instagram. Instagram is not really, not really doing anything today. Um, hop on over to YouTube and Instagram. I'm going to Are You Smarter Than a Physical Purpose? For those of you asking questions on TikTok, all right so the first question of are you smarter than a physical therapist is name this muscle. TikTok, you guys can't see this. And it might be backwards, but there you go, TikTok. Name that muscle. That is the right answer. YouTube, you have 30 seconds left. It might be on a little delay. But what is the name of this muscle on the screen? Let me know. TikTok and y'all see it. Like the backwards. Very good. It was brachioradialis. That is correct. That is correct. 
Next question. Eight people on YouTube. That's what's up. Y'all might pass TikTok. If YouTube, when YouTube passes TikTok, that's going to go crazy. Um, all right. Next question here. All right, TikTok. Next question. Name this muscle. Oh, shit. I thought I fixed the timer. Name that muscle. It was coracobrachialis was the correct answer to that question. I'm slacking. 10 people on YouTube. What is going on? This is tracking just how I like it. Dr. Nick, Dr. Nick, hold on a second. Let's give it up for Dr. Nick. Let me, let me take a little quick break. Let's clap it up for Dr. Nick. You guys don't know who Dr. Nick is, but he is a newly licensed physical therapist. What was it, Nick? June? Six months ago? Eight months ago? Yeah, six months, whatever ago. Uh, he's a student in my clinic. Um, so yeah, it's been a long time coming. So on replay... On TikTok, once I get Instagram going again, clap it up for the newly minted Dr. Nick. You found out today? No, it was yesterday, right? Yeah, March to June. Yeah, you ended in June. So yeah, six, six, seven months ago. Yeah. But let me know how you're feeling, Nick. Let me know how you're feeling. Sorry, guys, I had to take a little break. This was a big moment. Um, Brendan, you did not miss Kahoot. We're just taking a break to celebrate my student, or not my student anymore, Dr. Nick. 11 people on YouTube, this is crazy. This is wild. Thanks for hopping on YouTube, guys. Hit the like button, hit the like button. We're in the middle of Kahoot right now, in the middle of, are you smarter than a physical therapist? So hang with me. We're gonna get back to it, but congratulations again. Celebrate. Find somehow, some way, Nick, to celebrate and send me pictures of, of your celebration. Send me pictures, tons of pictures and videos of however you celebrate. But I'm proud. I'm happy for you. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Now, back to our show after our celebration break. We're going to get to our next question. All right, TikTok. Next question. How many bones in the human body? Okay, so I fixed this timer. Fine. So we got 60 seconds on here. How many bones in the human body? I got some time. Right. How many bones in the human body? got 206, 206, 206. Any other answers? Sorry, it's a lot Sorry, guys. 206, any other answers? You're cheating. That's okay. We're just having fun. The answer is 206. Good job, guys. Good job. 
All right, let's go on to the next question. Question number four. What does the tug test mean? What does the tug test stand for? T-U-G, the tug test. What does that mean? What does that stand for? Let's see what y'all got to say. We try and go on live on Instagram. I think I can go live. Timed up and go. All right. That is correct. Good job, guys. We got one more for Are You Smarter Than a Physical Therapist? And here's the question What is the name? Oh, Lord. I gave you the answer. I gave you the answer. Well, there you go. That's the name of that muscle. I'll leave it up for a few seconds. Just in case you guys still want to guess or you missed it. But let me go live on Instagram. Since it messed up. But there you go. Now you know the name of this muscle. Instagram should be good. And let me end this coup. There we go. The name is right there <laughs> in the title. Oh, how fun is that? I'll get better. It's just a lot of stuff going on. It's just a lot of tabs. It's a lot of screens. It's a phone here. You know, it's just a lot going on. But that was, are you smarter than a physical therapist? Good job. Um, go live on Instagram. Can I go live on Instagram? What is going on with IG? I guess we're not doing IG today. That's okay. That is okay. Next segment of the show, PT program and application updates. So let's see if there are any program updates in the PTCast directory. For those of you who are new or do not know how to find the PTCast directory, just Google PTCast directory and Google will pop up your results. So we are going to share this and add image to screen. There we go. All right. So let's see what happened since our last show. Community feed. We are on the PTCast directory here. So we got Manchester University from 10 hours and 31 minutes ago. Meet the program director, Tom. I'm going to call you Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom, great to see you. If you ever want to come on the Pre-PT Chat Live show and talk about what's going on there, we'd love to have you. Um, but that's what's going on at Manchester University. They have a meet the program director. And you can click here to learn more about it. I don't know when it is. Oh, you can book an appointment. 
and it is an on-campus visit. So you can book an appointment on campus. Next, posted a day ago, Carlo University. Not sure where Carlo is, but they have a grand opening of their St. Agnes lab. It's pretty cool. Congratulations to them on a new lab. Next, we have Colorado Mesa University. Do we have anyone from Colorado or the middle of the U.S. joining us? Any Colorado people or mid-U.S. people on the live? Colorado Mesa University has a virtual info session on February 6th. That is in seven days. And then two days ago, Hanover University has an open house and lab immersion. Hanover. There you go, Nick. If Nick is still on, shout out. Right? You went to Hanover or Arcadia? I'm pretty sure it was Hanover. If you're still on. Oklahoma. All right. Well, there you go, Oklahoma. If you can make it up or travel up to Colorado Mesa University. Oh, it's an online Zoom session. Okay. So that might be for you. And Hanover is having their info session on Sunday, February 18th from 12 to 2 p.m. Next, we got Franklin Pierce University in Arizona and New Hampshire. They have an info session on YouTube. And I believe that's where we left off. I think we did Toro last pre-PT chat live. So that's what we got going on. Um, if you have questions, yes, you can ask questions here, but we're going to get to questions at the end of the show. Then I'll take care of your questions there. All right. So that was PT, can, uh, PT program and application updates. For those of you who are new to the application cycle, applications open around June 15th. So you have February, March, April, May, and half of June. So you have about four and a half months before the application cycle opens. So if you are not on it, if you are not on it, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's time to get on it. Time to get on it. Speaking of which, if you do not know where to start, go to acceptanceguides.com and you will be taken to acceptanceguides.com. You will be taken to this page here. If you're watching on YouTube replays or any replays like that, if the page comes up, you'll be taken to a page and you can download our free guides to help you get into physical therapy school. It's for people who don't know where to start, don't know where to look, are kind of overwhelmed with all this random advice out here. If you want everything in one place to give you all the details for what you need to know to get started to get into PT school, go to acceptanceguides.com and that'll take care of all of it. Next thing we have coming up is our money class on February 2nd. Sorry, why do I keep giving y'all the wrong date? Y'all not even going to show up. On February 11th, that's 2-11, February 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern time at moneyinclasstraining.com. So if you have any questions about debt, student loans, how to make money now, how to manage your money, what to think about money, how to not be in a situation where you regret physical therapy because of money, go to moneyinclasstraining.com. I don't care if you're a pre-PT, high school student, student PT, new grad, career changer, I don't care. This is very important for a lot of you. I understand everybody does not care about the money aspect, but it's very important for all of you to understand this. And especially for those of you who care about the money stuff, this is the class for you. Go to moneyinclasstraining.com. That'll be February 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern time, coming up very, very soon. 
So if you are on YouTube, hit that like button. If you're on Facebook, hit that like button. If you're on TikTok, hit the like button so more people can find this and so you can find it next time that we come on live. It'll be bumped up in your YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok feed so that you know we are live for another pre-PT chat live. So hit that like button, hit that like button. It'll help us and help you a ton. All right, so here's what we got next. We have our main event of the show, physical therapy versus PTA. There was a question on TikTok about just that. What is the difference between PTs versus PTAs? All right, what is the big difference? And that's what we're gonna be getting into in this segment right here. So let me add this in here. Let's add this in. Let's do a little visual for you guys to make this more visually appealing. Let's see. All right, here we go. Uploading, processing. This is cool. You can do this mid-show. All right. On YouTube, you can see this. On TikTok, hop on over to YouTube so you can see the screen. But physical therapist versus physical therapist assistant. Here are the four uh, categories we'll be breaking down between the two. We'll be breaking down pay, the degree you have to have or the degree you're going to get, excuse me, the requirements you're going to need to get into physical therapy school or PTA school, then also their job duties. So that's the difference we're going to break down on this part of the show where we're answering the question of physical therapist versus physical therapist assistant. What even really is the difference? All right. So let's get into this here. Pay. Let's start with pay. Now, on our last show, we did a short little segment about pay between physical therapists and all their different settings. Then we went into physical therapist assistant and their different pays between all the different settings. So if you have not watched that show, go watch the replay of our last pre-PT live chat on um, low GPAs. It was actually a segment of our low GPA show, show. So that was from the 28th. So January 28th. Go watch that show. It was episode three of the pre-PT chat lives and you can go find that real easily just it's right there on youtube just scroll right back up and we did a whole segment on physical therapist physical therapist assistant salaries so to keep it simple on this part of the show for this event is physical therapists on average make around around eighty six thousand dollars per year however the standard deviation for that is like between 12 to sixteen thousand dollars so the average across everything location setting, uh, how old you are or how much experience you have, how much your units you build, um, if you're a private practice, if you're in a hospital, if you're in this, if you're in that. Basically, it all averages out, according to UpDoc Media, to about $86,000 a year. Now, you can make more than that. You can also make less than that. Is that clear? Now, for PTAs, the salary is about sixty-ish, $65,000 a year. On average, again, the standard deviation can be 10 for PTAs, probably 10 to 12, if not more. Standard deviation, 10000 to $12,000, standard deviation. So just because you see somewhere or I say $65,000 average for a PTA does not mean you can make more than that or does not mean you can make less than that. That is just the middle. That's the average, right? And that's across location, setting, experience, units build, bonuses, all that stuff. It's just the average. All right. So that's the pay part. Physical therapist is about $86,000 more or less. 
physical therapist assistants, $65,000 more or less. All right. So that's the pay. Next part is the degree. The degree you're going to get after you finish physical therapy school or PTA school. So the degree you're going to finish with as a physical therapist is a clinical doctorate. You're going to finish with a clinical doctorate. You're going to be a doctor of physical therapy. Does that make sense? Is that clear? Now, a physical therapist assistant, you're going to finish with an associate's degree. You're going to finish with an associate's degree. So you're going to go to PTA school. And once you're a PTA, you're going to have an associate's degree. Is that clear? Both of these you do have to take a licensed board exam for. So physical therapist, you need to take the NPTE, the board exam for the NP, or which is the National Physical Therapist Examination. For PTAs, you're going to take the PTA National Physical Therapist Examination. So for physical therapy, let me make this clear. You have to go to physical therapy school. You're going to get your doctor of physical therapy degree, and you have to take the physical therapist board exam. Once that's all done, you are a free-to-work physical therapist. Physical therapist assistants. You have to go to physical therapy assistant school. You're going to get your associate's degree. You sit for the PTA board exam. After you pass all of that, you are a free-to-work physical therapist assistant. Is that clear? Live and on replay. You cannot skip any steps. For example, if you have your doctorate in medicine, but you want to become a physical therapist assistant, there is no skipping. There is no back door. There is no side entrance. There is no, will they just let me in because I have more credits? You have to go to physical therapist assistant school. You have to take the PTA board exam. Then you'll be a physical therapist assistant. And in this scenario, you'll also be a medical doctor. Is that clear? Same thing with physical therapist. Just because someone has their doctorate in psychology does not mean they can just skip steps and become a physical therapist because some credits transfer over and you can just enter in your second year of PT school. You got to follow all the steps. Is that clear? Hope that's clear. All right. So those are the degrees you're going to get. Next, the requirements to get into physical therapy school. We're going to go over those the requirements to become, or sorry, the requirements to get into physical therapist assistant school. All right. So physical therapy, you need your bachelor's degree in anything. The major does not matter. Basket weaving major or neuroscience major. It does not matter. They just need a bachelor's degree. Physical therapist assistants, they need an associate's degree. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. That's what you're going to get. Apologies. Physical therapist assistants, you just need your high school degree. You just need a high school diploma, a GED, or something of the equivalent. Does that make sense? Now, you can have your bachelor's, you can have your master's, you can have your doctorate and still apply to PTA school and go to PTA school, but you don't have to have it. You just need your high school diploma. Is that clear? Now, going into the GPAs. For physical therapy school, the minimums are usually around a 3.0 overall GPA and like a 3.4 averagely accepted GPA. And now for the prereq GPAs for physical therapy school is around a 3.4, 3.5 GPA. 
Now for PTA school, the minimum is more like a 2.5, depending on the school. Now that is just the minimum. That does not mean if you apply with a 2.55, the PTA schools are going to accept you or have to accept you. They don't have to just because the minimum is lower. That is just the minimum. It's around a 2.5-ish minimum, minimum, minimum. Now let's get into the classes that are needed. For PTA school, you got anatomy one and two, bio one and two, chemistry one and two, physics one and two, psychology, human development, medical terminology, English, statistics, and give or take some classes depending on the school. Now with PTAs, assistants, the classes are a little less, but it varies widely depending on the PTA school. PTA schools are less standardized. So this is just general, okay? It may vary a lot depending on your PTA school. So you'll probably need an English class, a biology class, anatomy, some sort of math class, physics, and psychology, some sort of social behavioral psychology type of class. But please, please double check, especially with the PTA schools. So those were the requirements. Those were the requirements. Now, last part of this is job duties. What are the differences in job duties for physical therapists and physical therapist assistants? Let's get into that. So to keep it simple, the physical therapist evaluates the patient. They create the plan of care. They're like, what's going on here? Just like a doctor would. You're a doctor of physical therapy. You got to see what's going on. You evaluate, you screen. Then based on your evaluation, you create a plan of care. Based on how your leg is moving or how your leg is hurting or how you're walking or how your arm can't go over your head, this is what I want to happen so you can get better. That's what the physical therapist says. Now, the physical therapist assistant would say, all right, PT, doctor of physical therapy, that was your evaluation. I'm going to help carry out this plan of care for you so our patient together both of our patients can now achieve that goal that you want them to achieve and that the patient wants to achieve. So the PT creates the plan of care. The physical therapist assistant helps assist with carrying out the plan of care. Is that clear? Now, some other things that are more so about the same. They both have to document. They both have to sometimes schedule, depending on the clinic. They both do interventions like manual therapy. They both do therapeutic exercise or give out exercises, do home exercise programs, do therapeutic activities. They both think on their feet and change some exercises and modify exercises if needed. They both do modalities or have the ability to do modalities like electrical stimulation, um, hot or cold packs, Sometimes ultrasound, if people still use that, try needle, well, not try needling, but different modalities and modalities are usually meant as something that's not exercise directly and sometimes manual therapy. People can argue if manual therapy is a modality. But those would be more so things that are similar between the two. So when you walk into a clinic or a hospital, usually you can't really tell who's a physical therapist and a physical therapist assistant because much of what they do on a day-to-day -day basis is pretty much almost the same. The biggest difference you're going to see is that a physical therapist does the evaluations and some specific manual therapy and modalities. Everything else, the other 90% of it is about the same.
So that's the big difference in the job duties. Does that make sense? That makes sense. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, do you have any questions right now specifically about PTs versus PTAs? I'll take questions specifically about PTs versus PTAs. Then we'll get into our overall normal Q&A session and we'll finish up there. So let me know if you guys have any questions specifically about those and let me know if that makes sense. Let me know if that was easy enough to understand um, because there's not too much of a difference besides what we went over in this segment of the show. So I hope that made sense. All right, we got a question from Leon. When it comes to PT and PTA, which would you say later in life when you are married, which one should you do? Okay, so let's just say, Leon, I assume you're later in life and you're married. 11 people on YouTube, what's going on? That's what I'm talking about. Hit that like button, guys. I appreciate it if you hit that like button. That way, next time we do our pre-PT chat live, you'll see it first thing in your feed and we can have a good time uh, on our next show. So thanks for hopping on. Thanks for hitting the like button. Um, much appreciated. So Leon, you're asking if you're later on in your life and you're married, is PT better or PTA better? It really just depends on your situation. So it's very situational, right? So we got situation A, you're married, you're later in life. Let's just say you're 32, I'm guessing, unless you want to Okay, you're 48. You're 48. You're later on in your life. Do you have children? And how old are your children if you're comfortable saying? Um, so you're 48. How, like, first of all, you need to choose what you want, regardless of your age, regardless of your wife, regardless of your children, regardless of whatever. It is your life, as you know. I don't need to tell you anything you don't know. You're smarter than me. You're wiser than me. You're older than me. What do you want out of life? Like, just being selfish. I know you've probably given your all to your family if you have a full family. You've given all to your parents. You've given made a bunch of sacrifices. Selfishly, what do you want is what I'd ask you first. If you selfishly want to be a physical therapist, a doctor of physical therapy, go for it. But if you're like, oh, I don't really know, I can be either one, then we have a different story. So now here's the thing. Later in life, if you're a PT versus PTA, now it's going to come down to like certain little math problems you need to do. So if you're choosing or leaning between PT and PTA, now it's like, okay, how long is PTA school going to take? 12 to 18, well, usually 18-ish months on average. And you're going to say, how much is PTA school going to cost? Well, it's probably going to be between 10 and like $50,000, depending on the school. Based on that, how long am I going to study for my board exam, right? And how long for me to get my license and get ready to work? So it's probably going to be about somewhere short of two years. So in two years, when you're 50, are you going to be happy that you chose to be a PTA after doing all that work for 18 months to two years, closer to two years? Or are you going to be like, oh, I mean, I like it but I really wanted to be a PT. Then you have to do the other math problem, being a physical therapist. How long is that going to take? Two to three years, depending on the program. How much is that going to cost you? 40000 to um, $220,000, depending on the school you go to. Right? So then you're going to take two to three years to then be a physical therapist. And at the end of those two to three years, you're 50 or 51. Are you going to be happy 
that you chose to be a physical therapist? Or are you going to be like, oh, I should have did PTA? That's the big question. So then from there, we need to do a final math problem or a final math question. How much do you plan to make as a PTA versus a physical therapist? Do you want to just work in an outpatient clinic or a hospital or travel therapy or home health or start your own business? Or do you have a business already? Do you have other sources of income? Do you have investments? Do you have real estate? Do you have passive income? Do you have dividend stocks? Like what, what's going on, right? Now you can say, okay, for the rest of that career, how much do I plan on making? 150K, 100, 75, 87? And is that going to get me a return on my investment over my career of being a PT or a PTA for me to make it financially worth it? Those are the questions I would sit my brother down and talk about. I would sit my son down and talk about if I had my own my daughter, my significant other, my whatever, my parents, if they were making this decision. I'd be real and say, does this make sense? And which one makes the most sense for you, specifically for you in your specific situation? So that's what I would start to think through. So great question. If you have any more questions or clarifying information you want to share to help, uh, I'll be more than happy to help. TikTok, any questions specifically or PTs and PTAs. No, I think we're good. Cool. All right. Let's head into the Q&A session of the show. Got about 15-ish minutes left. Feel free to drop your questions, whatever they may be. And I'll be sure to answer and help you as much as possible. All right. Jocelyn, do you think it's worth it to work as a PTA before going to PT school? Do I think it's worth it? Kind of the same thing as what I just talked about. If it's worth it for you, it's worth it. Like, what is your situation? Do you have a family and you need to make money sooner versus later and PTA is a quicker route? Then maybe it's worth it. But if you want to be a PT... And it's not worth it to make a pit stop at PTA, then go the PT route. Why are you making a pit stop just to waste time and money when you can just go straight for it and take less time? So the worth it is going to first be dependent on your situation. But if you're just a blank slate and you want to be a physical therapist, just go for physical therapy. There is no reason. There's no reason to stop at the PTA route. It's just take, it takes more time and money. So yeah, hope that helps. All right, TikTok, let's get to some of your questions here. Currently in PT school now, is it worth opening a clinic as a new grad? Is it worth it? Um, how much do you know about business is, is my question to you, Chris. Great question. But then my question back to you is how much do you know about business? Because opening a practice is a business Opening a clinic is a business. Your clinic, your practice is a business. It's not just, it's not just, a, oh, I'm a physical therapist. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. Patients are just going to come to me. No, you are a business and you're competing with McDonald's, with Starbucks, with other chiropractors, with other physical therapists, with other hospital chains, with other, uh, with GameStop down the street, with your local grocery store. You are, in, you are with the big boys. 
And if you only know clinic physical therapy stuff and you just say, I'm going to open my practice as a new grad, you better come with some skills or you are going to get demolished out here because it is not a game. However, if you do know some business skills as a new grad or you learn them while you're in school or right after school, you can absolutely kill or you can absolutely be great with your practice. Absolutely kill it. You can have an amazing practice as a new grad. But if you don't, if you don't have any business skills, because business skills and clinical skills in college, right? The business building is on this side of campus. The healthcare buildings are on this side of campus because they are two separate disciplines. But in PT school, we're not taught about business in the real world. And this is coming from someone who has known business longer than they've known how to treat an ankle sprain. So it's rough out here. It gets easier, but it's rough. Oh, and this is from someone who helps people start businesses. So yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of experience. Would someone, this from YouTube, would someone who is quite introverted struggle in the field as a PTA? Not necessarily. You'll still get paid. Um, would you struggle if you're introverted and people really steal your energy? Yeah, you might struggle. Um, so, yeah, you could struggle, but it's not like you can still be yourself. You don't need to be some extra extroverted, loud, giggly, googly person if you don't want to be. You can have great relationships with your patients. You can give them great results and just be, um, you know, a soft-spoken um, person of little wor words and do great, right? So it's not it's not as cut and dry as you may think. But if people do steal your energy and you're going to work in a bustling hospital or outpatient clinic for 10 to 8 hours a day, you just have to consider that. Are you going to be you know, zapped. So, um, so yeah, it's not the end of everything, but you need to take it into consideration for you, not necessarily for the external world. Best tips for neuro. What parts of neuro? Um, I would say active recall techniques. That's my favorite. That's my go-to. So anything active recall is the best for anything PT school or undergrad. Um, can you come live with me? I think so. How, how do we do this, Brianna? Um, I don't really, I'm going to try. Okay, let's see how it goes. YouTube, I got um, a guest on live. Do you want to come on live on YouTube, Brianna? You want to come live on YouTube? I don't think I can do that. Yeah, I'll send you a link. I'll text you a link. Let's see if it works. Okay, see if it's like me. Yeah, because I'm on StreamYard. Ooh, yeah, I just, this is a lot. Ooh, All right, I texted you the link. Let's see if that works. Uh, you hopping off of the TikTok live? All right, so we got Brianna Guest coming on YouTube Live. Um, does chemistry matter at all in PT? Why is chemistry a prerequisite? Because it's a prerequisite to see how smart you are or how much you can handle academically. It's not there because you're going to do chemistry equations in a PT clinic or hospital. 
They are testing to see, can you handle chemistry? Because they're saying, if you can't handle chemistry, how the heck are you going to handle clinical decision-making, pediatrics, anatomy, kinesiology, biochemistry, cardiopulmonary, and statistics all at the same time when we're going to give you five tests a week? What you going to do? You can't handle chemistry? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, there we go. We got Brianna on YouTube. Welcome to the show, future Hello. Dr. Brianna, Brian A, and PTA Brian A. Uh, let me give you a quick intro for those of you who don't know on YouTube Live and people who are new to our stuff. Uh, Brianna has been our client since what, 2018, 17, 19? Somewhere before COVID. 91. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I've yeah. been following you guys for longer than that. Oh, okay. Well, you've been around for a long time. I've been uh, learning. She's in physical therapy school now. Uh, she was a PTA before, and she's one of our highest grossing uh, moneymaker clients in our cash and class university. So if you guys have money questions, you want to start making money like Brianna's making money and our other clients, go to uh, moneyinclasstraining.com. We're going to do a whole class on how to do it, and we're going to show you how Brianna did it as well. So that's what we got going on. And let me put that banner up. Perfect. So welcome to the show. How are you feeling? No, I'm crashing it. I'm having a great time. I was just helping my people. Perfect. We're doing, we did a cahoot, Casey. Well, tell them, tell the people what you do. Oh, okay. Um, so I help physical therapist assistants pass the NPTE, so the National Physical Therapy Exam for physical therapist assistants. So I help students who have either struggled with multiple attempts on the exam, test taking anxiety, or they just need help to be able to do it right the first time. So I have, you know, my courses that I offer for students, and then I also have a ton of free um, content through a podcast and um, YouTube channel and Instagram and all of that stuff. So I'm here to make the MPT less complicated because that exam sucks. And everybody going to PT school, y'all got to take one too, and it's longer. There we go. There we go. And I'm going to put all your stuff here on the screen. Perfect. So follow future Dr. Brianna, and she'll get you right. Let's see what we got from YouTube again here. Um, pediatrics is what we're going over. So, Brianna, any study tips for neuro and specifically neuropediatrics? Okay. So, the big thing about pediatrics is the big things you have to understand is the reflexes and then the pediatric timeline of motor development. So, the big thing that you have to make sure you understand is like when will the reflexes integrate and then when are you going to see the baby do something. So like, for example, the Palmer graphs reflex, that's the one where a baby like holds your hand when they're born. They, they don't actually really love you. They're, it's a reflex. I'm sorry to break everyone's bubble. But that reflex needs to integrate around four months because that's when the baby's like rolling over and getting ready to push themselves on their hands and knees because they're going to start, you know, getting used to getting up and just sitting. So that reflex needs to integrate by that point so then they can sit back up and be able to use it. Same thing with the plantar grass reflex. That's where they press the, on the bottom of the plantar surface of the foot and the toes curl, that one needs to integrate by nine months. And by integrate, I mean, go away. So then the baby is able to start walking because that's when they start pulling themselves up to stand. So the best way I think of the pediatric timeline is to think when are the reflexes integrating and how does that make sense with the motor development of the baby? A lot of it was um, flashcards. That was a lot of what it was like, like integration of plantar grass reflex and flip it over it says nine months but then thinking of it in the 
bigger scheme of things of how that goes into the motor development timeline. Perfect. Perfect. There's your answer. There's your answer. Next question from YouTube. How much experience would you say before, before becoming a clinic director? Real quick, I would say maybe somewhere in the year range, maybe a year to two years, just because at least in clinicals, what you're being taught is just the clinical stuff. And at least for me, it was very, it was very um, new to be given all the administrative work on top of the clinical stuff you still need to do. So give yourself six months, a year, year and a half to get really good at balancing those two, because as a clinical director, they're just gonna give you more on your plate. So if you wanna be a clinic director, somewhere in that time, you don't have to wait that long. Sometimes they'll just throw you in as a clinic director because they need people <laughs> to fill that spot and they'll somewhat, almost hopefully, uh, mentor you in that role. I've heard different stories of them mentoring and them not and them leaving you out to try. So that's why I say give yourself a little time to learn it. So. Oh, yeah. and argue your pay for that because yes. they'll not want to bump you up and don't sign a non-compete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot we can go into with that. But in terms of pay with clinical directors, just know that sometimes, if not all the time, they don't pay you what you think you'd get paid as a clinic director. It's not that much more than a physical therapist. So just consider that. It's worth it if it's a small, tiny clinic. If it's a big clinic, it's, it's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't um, do it. <laughs> hey, I didn't do it either. I didn't do it either. I thought you were the clinic director there. Or were you just like one of, were you just like the PT that was like kind of, weren't you the only PT there? Um, the clinic director there was between both clinics. So when he oh, was Oh, okay. I thought you were like in charge and everything. Depending on the day sometimes, but no, I was not the director at all. <laughs> not at all. Because I was shocked. I was like, I didn't feel like you were. Okay, sorry about that. I'm distracting. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. We got a big question here. Currently, basically they're saying you see a lot of videos of physical therapists complaining about how much insurance ruins the job. And is this the same for home health? How would you compare the lifestyle of a student and an actual working PT? What would you say to all that, Brian? What was the first one? Basically, he's saying that he's seeing a bunch of people complain about the PT profession. And then he's saying, is that the same case for home health specifically? Do people complain that much about home health? People complain about everything. People are complaining the doctor world of physicians. People are complaining on the PA threads. People are complaining in the business threads. Like people just complain about everything. So you just accept that people are going to complain about everything. And really what happens is I, ha I know people who are very content in whatever like, you know, setting their in. I know some people who work home health, they're having a blast. I know some people who work at acute care, they're having a blast. Honestly, really what it is, is just like, finding the setting that you like with the hours that you like and just vibing. Yes, insurance like is a bitch and cause problems, but that's why we have cash-based PT. There's always a solution to every problem. That's go. pretty much how that is. So yes, people are going to complain everywhere. And um, you'll see people complaining on Reddit more than anywhere else. <laughs> that's a dumpster fire in there. Reddit's the place to complain place to complain. It is because it's anonymous. So people are going to complain. I love physical therapy. I have a great time. I like the patients. I got some great casserole recipes. I've got some great casserole recipes. I had patients bring me coquito. I had patients bring me ice cream cake. I'm like, 
I'm, what was I'm your favorite? <laughs> do you remember? Do you have a favorite thing you've been brought? Favorite thing? Oh, um, lumpia. Oh, we had, patient, we had a Filipino patient. His wife was bringing lumpia. TikTok. And what is your favorite? By the time he was off the stationary bike. Yes. Like it didn't even yes. last 15 minutes into a session. TikTok, YouTube, live or on replay. What is your favorite food in general, or if you've ever worked in a clinic or hospital? What's your favorite dish a patient has ever brought you? Let me know. Let us know. Um, this is a comment from Leon. Oh, wait, there's another question about student being a student and P and the student oh. PT life. Sorry. Yeah. Go for it. Being okay, so being a student is annoying because it's like you have to be where you are for class and you have like deadlines and stuff. Like when you're actually working and even when you're in clinicals, it's like you have your routine, you have your thing. You're like, okay, I got my patients who come in on Tuesday, Thursday, I got my patients who come in on Monday, Thursday. Like it's all good. I have my like routine with school. I feel like every day some different crap is happening and some professors thinking that they're better than you and blah 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 like it's just a whole thing so i would say you know the lifestyle of a student is kind of at the whim of when your next exam is and then you know working as an actual pt or in any sort of profession it's you get in your routine you get in your groove you get in your flow and you have a lot more control of your situation um than if you're like working as a than if you're being a student that's my take on things i don't know how you feel about that casey yeah, being a student, at least for me, was much harder than being a physical therapist. Um, you do have less time, in my opinion, you have less time working than you do as a student. However, as a student, it's just, you just have a lot more stuff that's on your mind and on your plate and you have to study and you work. It's just a lot of stuff. Wherever, when you're working, it's like you have that schedule, like Brianna said, but your schedule is like you work nine to five or three to seven or whatever that is, or seven to three. But then after that, you still have to do your other life on top of that with all your time that's taken up, right? So it's just different, but difficulty-wise, I think it's easier to work. Time-wise, you have more time as a student, even though you don't think you do. I agree, because so. I've been, I've worked as a PTA, so I agree. Yeah. Um, Leon's basically saying here from our conversation earlier that He's currently not in school, but he's getting all the information he can. He was trying to go between PTA versus PT and trying to make the best decision for him. He's 48. I'm not sure if he has kids or not, but basically, let's see. This has been his passion for over 20 years. Um, and, you know, he wants to change. So you're in the right place, Leon. What I tell you to do next is go to acceptanceguides.com if you don't know where to start. Those are our free guides. Those will get you in shape to learn all the details on what to do next. After that, someone from our team will then reach out to you and make sure you are all taken care of for the next steps. Cool. I'm you... proud of him for choosing to do things he wants to do. There you go. There you go. Tobias, you are welcome. Um, Brianna, what's your thoughts on a residency? I'm not doing it. <laughs> I think if you, okay, so someone asked me this today. If you want to fast track to like one of the certifications, so like, you know, your GCS, NCS, OCS, whatever, like it will fast track you over like that year or so to be able to get that certification. So if you're like, I really want this, then go for it. You'll get paid less, but that's about that. And you'll, I think what, do they forego your loans while you're in a residency? I think the government does. Yeah, deferment. And they do for positions. And pharmacy. Yeah, I, think, 
Yeah, I think it's deferment. You go into deferment. I, yeah, you can get deferred, and that's that's. I mean, it's still collecting interest. But if you really, really want to do it, go for it. But I am a dabbler, and I like to do a bunch of different things. So I'm not like I really love neuro, but I don't think I'd want to put myself through a residency. There we go. Yeah, I'm not doing a residency either. You guys are my residents. I work, and your MBT prep is my residency. Right. We're experts in in our field, so shoot. And we get paid more for it than a residency. So yeah, residency, you to you're gonna take a what twenty percent pay cut? Minimum. Minimum. So yeah, like if you want to get paid more than a residency, go to moneyinclasstraining.com. We have a free class to show you how to get paid more than a residency. I'm gonna use that in marketing. Um, on February 11th, 2 p.m. Eastern time. It is right before the Super Bowl. So if you're like, should I do a residency or not? Because you think it's going to get you paid, skip that residency, do our residency, and that'll get you paid a lot quicker with a lot more money for longer than a traditional residency. So see you there. All right, TikTok, let's get to some of your questions here. YouTube, y'all been popping today. So thank you guys for hopping on. Greatly appreciate it. Hit that like button if you're just hopping on or if you're on the way out. Um, let's see. You decided PTA after getting your bachelor's. Do you think your bachelor's was a waste of time? What do you think about that, Brianna? Was her Me? bachelor's a waste of time? Yep, she went to PTA school after getting her bachelor's. Was her bachelor's a waste of time? I did that. Did you think it was a waste of time for you? Hell no, because I majored in Spanish. I use that shit every day. <laughs> oh, not a waste of time. Oh, there you go. There you I go. Had fun in college. I got all out of my system. I party so much. I don't drink anymore. Like I got all out of my system. So like I don't know. I feel like it was an important developmental moment. So I don't feel like it was a waste. Um, and then yeah, that's how I feel about that. There you go. So no, it's not necessarily a waste. Um, because if you ever want to do anything in the future, like especially go to a grad school for some reason, then you yeah. have your bachelor's degree and you don't have to go back for it. So I don't think it's a waste. Mm -hmm. Um, I next person here. Two or three more classes to apply to PT school. No, I only had to take two. I took a medical terminology course, even though I already went to PTA school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to take whatever you need. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, UCSD extension, if you have to take it, it was like only like 200 bucks. Yeah. Anyways, continue, Casey. Sorry. It's just the name of the game. Name of the game. Um, Someone's asking, exercise science major, struggling to find internships. So you're probably asking about observation hours. I don't know if you're asking about internships specifically, but if you're struggling to find observation hours, you just ask. Go to your local clinic or hospital and say, what is your policy for accepting observation hour students? And that's the steps. Real easy, real simple. Uh, what's the best way to ask a provider for a letter of recommendation? Hi, professor or physical therapist. I want to be a physical therapist and you've taught me so much in our time that we've known each other. I've learned X, Y, and Z. And because I've learned X, Y, and Z, I've done A, B, and C. And because I've done A, B, and C, I got one, two, three results all because of you. So I could have asked anyone in the world, but because of that, because of the impact you had on my life, I'd be honored if you consider writing my letter of recommendation. There you go. That's how you'd ask. Um, what do you do about financials during school? Jordan, if you're still on the live stream on TikTok, let me know what you mean. Financials during school. That can be a lot of things. Um, last one on TikTok, then I'll come back to TikTok. 
Would my PT application still be competitive if my volunteer hours are pending? Yes, you'll be fine. That's fine. Just to keep it simple. All right. YouTube questions, then we'll finish up soon. TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. If you have any last questions, drop those below before we finish up. Ooh, um, what, are, what are some good resources for continuing education and or books you, you, you may recommend for overall lifestyle studies? Dennis, if you're still on, let me know what you mean by overall lifestyle studies. Very interested to know if you're still on. Medbridge has a lot of good continuing education. Yes. Medbridge is a staple in the PT world. Um, what did you say? Oh, I was just saying, fortunately, I work for Select Medical, so they do pay for my CEUs. Oh. Um, before Dennis asks another question, if you're still on, as a new grad PTA, did you find yourself looking things up? I feel like I'm learning things for the first time being and then focusing on the next thing and vaguely re remembering. Go for it. Take it away. I like how I raised my hand. <laughs> I'm still raising my hand. Um, okay. Yes, I'm still looking stuff up. Casey, I had to look up dystonia the other day because I like completely forgot what it was. It's like where you're like stuck like that. Like I forgot what it was. Um, so there's still there's always gonna be stuff you encounter that you don't know. Um, so big thing to understand is that when you go to school, they're like preparing you for clinicals, then you go to clinical and then you're like, okay, I kind of got this, but then you have to go out of clinical, study for the boards. The board's completely different than clinical life. So you're gonna end up going into clinic back into the clinic as like a clinician and you're like wait a minute, this, now I'm confused again because you have to keep going back between the two. So um, you're going to be relearning stuff because maybe your PT does things differently than like you've ever thought of um, doing things in the past. Uh, you also have to kind of take on this responsibility that you are the person with the license. You now can treat this person. You now can guide this person along. Um, and that's always a weird feeling. And you almost get a little bit imposter syndrome-y. So that also kind of causes you to look things up more. But there's no problem in looking things up. A patient would rather hear you say like, Hmm, I'm gonna go look up that right now, but um, I'll be right back. And so going to look that up and then telling them what you found, they appreciate that more than you making up something. So that's my biggest thing. I still don't know things. I looked up, I had um, a Smith fracture the other day and I had to go look that up. Don't so you fall on your wrist? hand like, like this. I knew it. Yeah. It's in the wrist or somewhere down there. But it's, it. yeah, it's on the scaphoid and then to the lunate. Hmm. Look at me remembering And then stuff. a little bit of the distal radius sometimes, too. But I had to look that up. There we go. I can't remember everything. You're not expected True. to remember everything. There's stuff I asked Casey about, and he's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, let me think. Let me think. You're like, let me go look uh, it up. Um, last question from TikTok. What do you think are the fundamentals to learn to become a great physical therapist? Oh, that's a great question, Casey. Go you for it. Then I'll finish it off. Oh, I was going to text Alexa. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll start. So, fundamentals, <laughs> I think, to be a great physical therapist is you have to have a good level of understanding of anatomy, if not great, if not excellent. You have to have some critical thinking skills and you have to have some emotional intelligence. Because what they're coming to you for is you being this muscle movement type of expert person. And they're saying, hey, my foot hurts when I, it moves like this. So in order to figure it out the best way, you have to reverse engineer their problem. And the 
easier you understand anatomy and all the stuff you learn in physical therapy school, the easier it is to solve their problem and get to the root cause of their problem. Because they're it's, it's like school in reverse, if you really want to think about it like that. In the clinic, in the real world, it's like school in reverse. School is going to be like, what is this bone? What is a Smith fracture? What is this? Tell me that. Give me the answer. Whereas in life, they're going to say, this is the answer. Tell me how it happened, why it happened, and what to do about it. So then you're like, oh, your hand hurts. Well, tell me what happened. And then you go all the way back to the beginning and be like, oh, it might be a Smith fracture. And what is a Smith fracture? A fracture of somewhere down here at the bottom of the hand and scaphoid and distal radius stuff. Okay, cool. That's a Smith fracture. You have a Smith fracture. Now what? What are you going to do about it? Then you have to create a whole plan around that to help them recover from that Smith fracture. So that's why I say anatomy, critical thinking, then with the emotional intelligence, they are a person on top of their Smith fracture. So they might not be able to go to work because of their Smith fracture. Now they have an attitude with you because their wife has an attitude with them because the paychecks are short. So you have to balance that as well. On top of your administrative work, on top of getting their wrist better. So that's why I say those big three things. Cool. I mean, I, I, I agree. Like, I feel like the big things that I tell people is you have to be able to take leadership. I feel like that's been the big thing that I've learned, especially like transitioning. You have to be able to, you know, be a leader, but also I like the emotional intelligence because you have to, it's not just, there's so many other factors going on. Like today in class, we were talking about like telling a patient just to lose weight to fix their problem. It's like, no, maybe they're eating food because they had like a traumatic event in their life and that's why they're doing it. Like you have to realize there's there's so many more nuances to what's going on. And at the end of the day, you have to be a problem solver. I feel like that's the biggest one to like dig deeper to really figure out what's going on with the patient. Um, and you have to just be like a nice human being. Like just like you might be the nicest person they've talked to today. Just like be a vibe. It's all good. Joke around the patients. Laughter is best medicine. Don't think things too, too seriously. But I think in the face of a patient who might be scared and concerned and freaked out, you need to be that person that's just like, hey, you might be, you know, freaked out right now, but I'm not. I know we're going to be able to solve this. Just like how if people are afraid of, like, people are afraid of a plane taking off. It scares them. I still get nervous, but I know the, the pilot's not nervous, and that makes me feel better. So that kind of leadership with things. I think that's good. And speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that helps a ton. That helps a ton. It does help. Cool. Let's finish up with these. Any advice for your anatomy exam tomorrow? Um, get a lot of sleep and make sure you eat a ton. So your stomach's Eggs. not hurt. You don't. The superfood. Superfood. Yeah, eat some superfood. Eggs food. in the morning. And walnuts. Unless you don't really eat eggs. And if they make you sick, don't do that. But if you're like, oh, I sometimes eat eggs, then tomorrow is the day. There you go. Dr. J, thank you for the badge on TikTok and the rose. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, do you think it's a good idea to do a clinical rotation at a place you used to tech at? Yeah, I don't see any problem with it. That's I've done it both times. I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nico just got accepted into University of Pacific, I'm guessing, UOP. Celebrate. Make sure you celebrate. Yeah, Nico, make sure you celebrate. Some Brianna said, get some tacos. So celebrate however you can and uh, have fun over there at UOP. 
Uh, what's your opinion on cash-based practices? We'll take this as the last question. Okay. You go um, so cash-based practices, it's my opinion on it is that it's a business. It's just a business. And you're taking cash from the patient directly, like a majority of other businesses, and they take cash or a payment directly from their client, as opposed to a traditional physical therapy clinic or hospital, they're taking insurance, which is a third-party person paying you. So my opinion on cash-based is like, okay, you're a cash-based practice, so can you still get clients? Can you still get people in the door to pay you? Do you still have that skill? If you don't have that skill, I don't care if you're a traditional. I don't care if you're cash. I don't care if you're a hybrid. I don't care if you own a coffee shop. I don't care if you own an ice cream shop. I don't care if you own an auto shop. It does not matter. Can you get people in the door? So my opinion on a cash-based practice is nothing. It's just a, another business. So you have any strong opinions on cash versus not you know my friend sometimes i feel like it's the best option for certain patients because no not everyone wants to go to a mill you got your guy who's like made, had made a bunch of money and he's like playing golf and stuff like that he doesn't want to go somewhere where there's like two other people there at the same time as him he wants someone to work one-on-one -on -one with him on his golf swing so, I mean, like, it's just another solution. But then there's some people, like, my mom is, like, the most independent patient ever. You could literally hand her your the, the flow sheet and say, here you go, and she'll go do it. But, like, she also wants to make sure she's done it right and stuff like that. So she's fine in, like, busy clinics. So it's just, it's just another way to solve the problem. That's about it. And some people, their insurance isn't taken anyway. So it gives them another option to be one-on-one. -on -one. There we go. That's our opinion on cash-based practice. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the pre-PT chat live. Brianna, thanks for hopping on again. Tell I know, them, I crashed the party. <laughs> tell them where they can find you again before we hop off. Oh, PTA elevation, all one word. So PTA is in being a PTA and then elevation as you're going up in elevation. So my logo is orange and make sure you follow the ones just all one word, PTA elevation. Beautiful. Perfect. You guys know where to follow us, pre-PT grind everything. And whether you're live or on replay, hit that like button and subscribe. And we'll see you on the next show of our pre-PT chat live. And we have our free money class on February 11th, 2 p.m. Eastern, right before the Super Bowl. So we will see you then. See ya.